Greetings, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. If you are enjoying what you are hearing throughout this video, down below in the description box, you can buy me a coffee, as I would appreciate it. It supports me and the channel. Thank you so much. Also remember, you can become a member of Back to Ashes for only $1.99 a month. As soon as I get back from my recovery from surgery, we will be going back to members get early releases, members get priority responses in the comments section, and many other perks. Now, it is time to go back to ashes, for when we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, better, and happier person in the mornings. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in and get warm and prepare for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Creepy Encounters. So, I'll admit, this is pretty mild compared to a lot of stories, but it was creepy enough to make me nervous. I was walking to work this morning, and I passed by a park where a few homeless guys tend to congregate. As I'm walking by, I hear, Hey. I glance over to my right, and there's two guys sitting at a picnic table, maybe 50 feet away, and a few other people milling about a little farther away. I wasn't sure who the hay was directed at, so I kept walking. Then I hear, Hey, shorty. I ignored it. Then it was, Hey, shorty, come over here. I called back. I gotta go to work. An excuse that happened to be true. I didn't think too much of it until I got about a block past the park and heard faint voices behind me. I looked in two guys. I assumed the same two since there was no one behind me previously. Were walking behind me. It didn't seem like they were trying to catch up with me, but I picked up the pace and crossed the street to a gas station. I wandered a bit through the store and picked up a few things for lunch, then went to get in line to pay. Just then, two disheveled guys walked in the door, saw me, and were both eyeballing me hard and kind of whispering to each other. This was when my nerves really started screaming because I immediately knew these were the guys from the park and they were both big guys. Not fat, but very tall and husky. I'm 5'2". They were easily 6'2 or 6'3ish. I checked out and went over by the door, on my phone acting like I was waiting on a ride or something. But really, I was watching them and waiting for an opportunity to leave safely. They kinda half-heartedly browsed around, not actually picking anything up. 
and the second they were out of sight behind a shelf, I booked it out of the store. I immediately got out of sight of the store windows, weaved between a few buildings, and crossed a couple streets, so I was a few blocks away pretty quickly. This way, they wouldn't be able to look down the main street and easily see where I had gone. It was about a half a mile before I got to work, and I made it without incident. Could have been nothing. They might have been planning to go to that gas station anyway. But my gut was telling me otherwise. I'm a 20-year-old guy and my girlfriend is 20. We rented an apartment for a month. The area was secluded, and after dark, everybody would mind their own business. Neighbors would hardly talk to each other, or even be outside in the evening. Our apartment was in a building with four floors, and each floor had a single apartment. All the apartments were very compact and built to be rented to students. The night we moved in, our taps ran out of water. So, I went upstairs, hoping to borrow some from the people living upstairs. I realized that two out of the four apartments were vacant and locked. The apartment on the fourth floor was lit from the inside, so I decided to ring the bell. But to my disappointment, nobody answered. Over the next week, we used to hear the sound of someone whacking a rod or some sort of metal on maybe the floor or some other object. This would start late at night around 1.30 a.m. and continued for hours. Initially, we didn't care about it, but after some time, it got us intrigued. The sound was clearly coming from one of the apartments above us, but as I already mentioned, two of the three were vacant for sure, and the third one seemed vacant but was lit from inside. I knocked on its door many times, but no one answered. The whacking sound was a daily occurrence, and on some very late nights, we could hear someone climbing the building stairs. It seemed as if we were the only ones living in the building, especially during the day and until the very late nights. We made up theories to convince ourselves that it was nothing, but the pattern of the whacking was too irregular for it to be made up by wind or something other than a person. It would start almost daily at around the same time. We asked people around, but didn't get any satisfactory answer. No one knew if anyone lived there. Towards the end of our stay, 
I saw a shady looking man going upstairs during the day. I asked him if he was the owner of the apartment upstairs. He said he was, also including the one on the fourth floor. I asked him if anyone lived upstairs and also about the whacking sound. He told me no one did and that he's looking for tenants. He said that he had no idea about the sound. To my surprise, he then asked me, So, for how long you're gonna stay here? Four more days, we'll leave on the 30th of this month, I replied. He asked me if anyone else had rented the place for the next month, and I told him that I didn't know. So the strangest part is that for the next four days, there was neither the whacking sound nor the sound of someone climbing up the stairs late at night. However, my girlfriend's internship got extended by two days and we decided to stay there. And just as I had anticipated, the whacking sound resumed after the 30th, the day we were supposed to leave. I don't know what it was. I won't ever know, but I'm just happy that we got out of the place without any consequences. It really scared me sometimes and feels weird thinking about it even now. Please forgive anything that doesn't make sense as English isn't my first language. A couple days ago, I was walking my dog around the lake at my condominium like I always do. It was around 6.30 p.m. and the sky was getting a little bit dark. My dog is a golden retriever and she is very friendly with people and other dogs. She is six months old and she rarely barks or growls at anybody. She actually loves being petted by strangers, but she is usually very calm regardless if people pet her or not. Anyway, we were walking and suddenly, I turned around and I saw this guy coming out of nowhere. The guy looked odd. He had glasses and was walking very nervously. He was still far away from us, so I didn't think he was nervous about my dog. As he got closer to us, I just stopped and moved to the side like I usually do when there is somebody coming from behind us. I do this so they can walk ahead of us, and my dog stops constantly, looking back, moving its tail, looking forward to being petted. But instead, my dog just starts getting restless and starts growling nervously while looking at the guy. I tried to calm her down, and I smiled at the guy trying to be friendly. 
but the guy just looked at me with a serious face and started reaching for something out of his backpack. At this point, my dog just starts barking and I just get this bad feeling and a shiver down my spine. For a second, I thought, what if the guy had a weapon or something? The guy just kept walking, looking at me while reaching for his backpack as my dog kept barking at him. I apologized for my dog's behavior and tried to tell him that my dog usually doesn't behave like that, but the guy just ignored me. Finally, he just passes us and my dog stops barking, but she is still agitated. I just sat down next to her, trying to calm her down, while the guy just got lost between some of the houses, instead of just walking the lake path, which seemed weird to me. Maybe I was just being paranoid. Maybe the guy just didn't like dogs, which is fine. I tried to be really respectful to people who don't like dogs. After he got lost from our sight, My dog just went back to her usual friendly self, and we were able to finish our walk. But something felt really weird about the guy, and the encounter made me feel uncomfortable. My ex-friend I've known since high school is still cyber-stalking me after I cut them off four years ago. I'm 26 now. They aren't threatening me or sending harassing messages, but rather mirroring my posts, copying me, and doing things to try to intimidate me. I cut them off because I am a musician as well as they are. They keep getting comfortable copying a lot of what I do with my work. I'm doing a certain song, so they do a song similar in meaning and in message. I'm doing a Halloween album, so they copied and needed to have a Halloween release. I recently posted what I'm doing next, just a black and white single cover of me with blonde old movie star hair, similar to Marilyn Monroe. Now they're doing the same old Hollywood style with all these black and white posts. Not knowing that isn't even the direction I'm going in after just basing it off a photo. They also have asked me and try to use the same engineers and producers I've worked with. I was happy to recommend them at the time, until it got worse, and I went to her show, and her dad said, When are you going to do that? To me. They will do intimidation tactics, such as posting a picture in the same sweater I've worn countless times and in many of my posts, and caption it with, I'm coming for your gig. Hmm, coincidence? 
It's the caption and the same sweater I've worn on the daily, even when we were friends. I've outed them publicly and let others around them know because it's been four years and they seem to can't move on and get a life. And I'm aware one old mutual friend that doesn't like me knows she is bullying and stalking me, but is condoning it, and I want their team to know. I'll look at their social media every one to three months to see if the stalking and infatuation is still happening because I do not do this to them and have let it go the way they treated me. It's very weird, and I posted solid proof as the town they live in has the most streams on my Spotify and SoundCloud. Since they haven't threatened me or directly harassed me, I don't know what to do considering I put thousands into my work and want them to let it go and move on. An update on the situation. I finally sent a cease and desist. This is a memory that has been seared into my brain, and I do not think that I could forget it, even if I wanted to. This happened many years ago, and I have a rather shite long-term memory, so the fact it sticks is telling. Growing up, my father was very protective of me, and always made sure I knew what to do in case I was ever held at gunpoint, or someone tried to abduct me. He had me in Taekwondo classes and watched me like a hawk until I got a little older. I was around 13 years old when this event happened and had stopped worrying about being abducted because in my mind, nobody abducts teenage boys. At the time, we lived in a small border town with most of the inhabitants being retirees and soldiers from the base. The crime rate was low, and the town was very quiet and peaceful, which also helped to aid my assurance that nothing would ever happen to me. It was just before Halloween, and my mother had left town to go back to her home state and left my dad with the instructions to buy me a Halloween costume. On this Saturday, we were relaxing around the house as we normally did when my mother left, likely watching movies or television or playing video games too loud with no one to complain about the noise. We eventually got hungry and left for Arby's for lunch before heading to Spirit Halloween to costume shop. At this point in my life, I had lived a relatively quiet life, aside from some racist encounters and minor bullying, so I was used to the lack of conflict. 
Upon entering Arby's, I immediately noticed an older man with tanned skin. His hair was salt and pepper and thinning at the top. His face was clean-shaven, and he had sort of generic brown eyes. His presence was off-putting immediately, as he stared deeply at me, never once looking away. His stare was intense and made me very uncomfortable. My first assumption was that he was a racist and was upset over us being there. We set our stuff down at a table with the old man still glaring at me. My father and brother got up to fill their drinks and left me alone at the table. His eyes did not move from me when they left and stayed permanently affixed to me. I knew at this point it likely was not a race thing and my stomach churned at the thought of being ogled by a pedophile. He never once ate while watching me and just sat silently at his table by himself. I do not even recall food being in front of him. I was horrified. Lunch was miserable and completely ruined by this man, and I was too frightened to say anything to my dad. We left for Spirit Halloween, and I asked them if they noticed anything off or weird about the man in the restaurant with us. Neither of them had noticed anything off about him, so I neglected to press further. The entire time, while shopping for a costume, I could not stop thinking about being an Arby's and ended up just picking out a mask that I had a passing interest in. The memory plagued my mind for the remainder of the day and had ruined my night too. My bedroom was on the second floor of the house, but the paranoia was deeply set in. I closed my window for fear of him somehow having followed us and crawling into my room while I slept. That entire week, I had a rather miserable time trying to sleep, lying awake in bed, thinking about the dark feeling that the man put off. It would not be for years until I was able to sleep with my window open again, all from this one creepy encounter. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello. I'm a 24-year-old female. I've been reading through these 
creepy encounter stories for a few years now, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on something that happened to me. This is not the most exciting story you're going to hear, and I can't explain why it happened the way it did. I am also really stupid and lack all common sense in the story, so please forgive me. I'll try to explain it the best I can. I used to live in an old Victorian house in Maryland, and at the time of this story, I was ten years of age. This house had been turned into a duplex that split the two floors and basically just rented them as apartments. I lived in the upstairs. There was a university nearby, so we had a lot of college students, and we also had a lot of drug usage in the area. People were always getting their houses searched or getting into fights over it, and I don't remember much crime happening there that was unrelated to drugs. The owner of the house had told my family that the people who had rented the upstairs previously had given him a lot of trouble, and he had kicked them out. My family had just moved there for my dad's new job, and he didn't have a place to live yet. So, we were thankful that their contract ended early so we could take their place. If there was anything else the owner told my parents, it was not shared with me. I was homeschooled online and an only child, so my parents would leave for the day to go to work while I stayed in the apartment and did my schoolwork alone. Maybe about a week after we had moved in, there was this loud banging on the door. I ran down the inside stairs to open it, and there was this tall, thick man dressed in all black, with a black mask over his whole face, with holes for the eyes and mouth. As immensely stupid as this sounds, no alarm bells went off to me. This place was cold year-round, and I stupidly just assumed his gear happened to be black. Behind him, I remember seeing a car parked next to the building that was still running. He just stood there silently for a couple of seconds, and I felt awkward, so I said, Hi, can I help you with something? He continued to just stand there for what felt like forever, but saying something like, I'm here for the mail. I'm smiling and saying something like, Oh sure, you must have just moved out. My dad already brought the mail in this morning. Let me go see if there's anything. So, I turned around, left the door wide open, and ran inside to find the mail pile. I looked through it, but didn't see anything that didn't have my family's name on it. So, I went back to the door. When I went back to tell him the bad news, he was gone, 
and so was the car. When they came home that evening, I told my parents, unaware, that the previous renters had stopped by and asked for their mail. My dad had a fit and said I shouldn't have opened the door while I was home alone, and that apparently our mail comes from the owner. Since he separates it before bringing it to each renter's box, since we had the same address. So we wouldn't have gotten any mail that didn't belong to us anyway. And that the previous renters would already know that. He was furious with me for being a moron. And that was before he thought to ask what they looked like. And I described the all black suit and mask. I know enough now to know that I handled the situation entirely wrong and am being beyond stupid, and I'm not looking to get berated for it. I would actually like to hear what you think if this suspicious guy had malicious intentions. Why didn't he do anything? I was home alone. It was morning so my parents wouldn't have come back until the evening anyway. I don't think the other renter was home. I clearly didn't suspect anything from him and left the door wide open while I turned my back to him and ran inside the house. I am immensely thankful that nothing happened to me. I don't ever want to appear as ungrateful that this didn't take an awful turn. I just don't understand what protected me, if that is actually the case. Many moons ago, maybe mid-2000s, I was very young and very stupid, and so was my friend. We were having a sleepover at her place and decided to sneak out to meet with some friends at a local 24-hour coffee shop. Neither of us could drive, so it was going to be quite a walk along a road that would take us through town, but would pretty much be a straight shot. For context, this road is a very busy during the day and very large thoroughfare, so it's divided with a canal and northbound traffic on one side and southbound on the other. Of course, the canal has plants and bushes here and there to make it look nicer, many of which we would have to walk past. So, we get to this road and cross to the canal and start walking. We're just moving alone, goofing off in the middle of the night, like silly teenage girls do, when my friend tells me she thinks she hears something, and we stop and listen. I ask what she heard because I hadn't heard it. Footsteps was all she'd tell me, and I said, Yeah, ours. 
we get to walking again for a ways, when she stops again and looks back. I didn't because I still hadn't heard anything. My friend starts hauling ass and grabs my arm, nearly knocking me over, as she's pulling me with her down the canal. I kept telling her to let go and to stop, but she just kept screaming at me. No, we need to run. I finally relent and start full on running as well, just so she let go of me and I wouldn't be dragged over. My friend is crying and I'm thinking she's just being dramatic. Finally, we get to the cross street and head right for the coffee shop. We get inside the door and we go straight to the counter where my friend starts hysterically pleading with the man working at the counter to lock the door. Lucky for us, he obliged. As he walked towards the door, I looked and two men, who looked disheveled and dirty, were pressing their faces on the glass, staring at my friend and I. My heart dropped. They had been following us, and I had been completely oblivious the entire time. Thank God I wasn't alone, or I probably wouldn't be here typing this out to you. After the man locked the door, he began questioning us. How old were we? Where did we come from? Why were we out alone at night? And then lectured us on how dangerous it was for girls to be out alone. Finally, he made us call the police, and then my friend's dad to come and pick us up, or he wouldn't let us leave. The cops made a report of what happened, and told us to never do things like this again, because a lot of girls can have bad things happen when they sneak off alone at night. Her dad did pick us up, but called my parents. We got in a lot of trouble, but I'd rather be in trouble than kidnapped or worse. I was young and stupid in Serbia. I'm still young and still stupid, but not as much as back then. I had someone meet me who knew me from home, who would later hurt me, but he's actually not who I'm here to talk about. I only mention now, because otherwise he is completely cut out of my life, because it's relevant to making my case on the fact that I was, indeed, almost assaulted. We had spent the day exploring the city and were looking forward to seeing the nightlife in Belgrade. It was infamous, and I had asked locals on the best spot to go. They recommended a lot with several bars and restaurants and clubs spread across it. We go and enjoy a dinner, sharing a bottle of red wine. I drink a couple of glasses and feel loose and good like I was used to as an undergraduate studying abroad in Europe. 
I see a group of suburban men enjoying a good conversation and some wine at the table near us. We're sitting outside in the spring. As we get up to go, they invite us over. Everyone that has been nice to me is a welcoming drink of adventure and chance to see into their culture. Now that I think about it, it's a miracle I didn't give up the pursuit of this following this incident. They tell us about their family, jobs, make jokes, explain that they're there celebrating their friend's birthday, a teacher. All middle-aged men, joking and sharing their wine, engaging with my male friend just as much as me. I get the urge to take a break. I say I'm going to the bathroom and walk inside. I do my business and stand up to turn to the sink. When the door bursts open, it's the teacher. I assume he doesn't realize the bathroom is occupied and is embarrassed, and I start explaining that it's fine and where to find the other bathroom when he lunges at me. The door is shut, but I duck. I was drunk, but he was even more drunk spin from underneath and open the door and hightail it out of there. I find my friend and don't sit back down, just telling him that we need to get out of there, now. He's confused, but I convince him to go, and we walk out of the restaurant into the large lot, relocating to another place. I explained what happened to me, and fell on top of the world for escaping it. Another story to add to the crazy adventures repertoire. We settled down on the balcony of a restaurant nearby, far enough away that we couldn't be found, but close enough to be convenient. We look at the menu to order drinks, and that's when the drugs hit. Blackness for two and a half hours. I'm going to share my story of an encounter I had and ask anyone to help me ultimately decide if I'm just being paranoid or should exercise some precaution in case of another incident with this individual. I will start with a description of where it happened. So first off, the encounter takes place in the bathroom of my boyfriend's apartment in the city. The apartment itself isn't in the heart of the city though, more in the quieter outer areas where there are more houses than apartments. Our apartment is really the only one in the neighborhood with my boyfriend and I being two of four tenants. This building really only has an upstairs and downstairs apartment. We have the upstairs which includes a small lawn that have steep stairs leading up to a wooden porch 
or balcony and the only door to our apartment. The balcony slash porch and bathroom window both faced towards the backyard areas of the houses of the street to the left of us. Our apartment is high enough we have a clear view of a lot of backyards from there, but we don't really pay much mind to this as everyone respects privacy around here. Finally, the window sits just perfectly in the middle of the bathroom, so anyone watching could see very blatantly inside. The only blind spot is the toilet. The blinds are usually drawn because of this, but at night are left open because the window still is loved by my cats. Here's what happened. I slipped away from the movie I was watching with my boyfriend to go to the bathroom quickly. Usually at night, I won't turn the light on in there if it's just going to be a quick visit. Not to give you too much information, but here's an important detail. I go to the bathroom, light off for this instance, and once I finish and stand up, I see something out of the corner of my eye that my brain instinctively told me to look at. I'm in full view of the window, light still off, and I get closer to see a tall, dark, hooded figure standing just one yard away. The light was on in the yard. He was standing under it. He was wearing and I say he because this was very clearly the build of a young, bulkier man. A black hoodie and sweatpants. His face was covered with what looked to be a COVID mask, and his hood pulled tightly around his face so that I could barely make out his eyes. His body was standing perfectly still, with his hands in both pockets facing the window, I got closer to see as I questioned if he was looking in here at me. Finally, after what I would guess was a good 20 seconds of me staring at this statuesque man, he slowly lifts his arm and waves. Now this wasn't a normal greeting type wave. This was one slow, singular movement like a windshield wiper, only moving to one side in the slowest way possible. I let out a terrified squeal and dashed out of the bathroom to see my boyfriend and our dog following close behind to see the cause of my calamity. I'm speechless at this point and can barely get out three words as I rush towards the door to immediately lock it. Man, watching outside. My boyfriend, in the moment, took this as someone was on the porch, so he pushed past me to step onto the porch with our dog. At first, he said he didn't see anyone, but once I insisted that there was someone, and he must be hiding, He looked for a second time and saw the shadow of the man, 
I had seen standing in between the houses. Now with the light, casting his shadow just within eyesight. Finally, he replied that it must be the guy who owns the house having a cigarette, and that we'll just shut the curtains and lock the door in case. It's taking me almost an hour to write this, and I've gone to the bathroom since to check, and my boyfriend now doesn't think it's the neighbor, as the shadow is still there. It's freezing out, by the way, with rain, wind, and icy snow, the whole nine yards. My boyfriend now agrees that this is somewhat unsettling, as no one would have any reason to be outside this late for that long in this neighborhood. A final side note. A month before this encounter, I walked my dog past the house where I saw the man tonight. Between the houses is a dark alleyway type thing where I saw a man standing with the same light on, but he was standing away from the light in the dark, closer to me and the sidewalk. As I walked past this man, the only light I could see was that of his cigarette as he brazenly stared at my dog and I walking by. My dog's breed is one of the bully breeds, meant for protection, so he sensed something that he didn't like about this guy, as he put himself between the man and myself. For his breed, my dog is typically a happy-go-lucky, relaxed guy who enjoys meeting new people. The man my boyfriend and I know for a fact owns this house is elderly, so I believe the events may be connected, and it might be someone who frequents the house as he knows the people there, or even worse, he doesn't. Saying all this, I would just like to know what your opinion on all this is. Am I just connecting dots where there aren't any? Or should I be more careful around my area? Either way it goes, I'll be letting our landlord know about this gentleman to see if he knows who it is. To start this off... This isn't my story, it's my aunt's story, but it's still scary AF. This all started in the fall of 1998. I don't remember much as I was 8 years old, but I do know what my aunt told me. And now that it's been so long, it's probably safe to tell. She and my, now ex, uncle lived in a small one-bedroom apartment in a fairly nicer area of town. There were definitely some more crime-ridden areas not far from there, but their complex was gated and you needed a code to get in. Anyway, around early October, quite a few people, including my aunt, started reporting 
seeing a suspicious man around the complex. He was caught looking in windows of people's apartments and their cars as well as the storage areas. And management was able to confirm he didn't live there. This all happened until around Halloween when things really went off the rails. According to my uncle, he caught the man snooping around by my aunt's car and decided to confront him. And the man ran away. Again, this was hearsay from my uncle. When he ran, he dropped a bag that my uncle brought into the apartment. He wouldn't let my aunt open it and claimed he was going to turn it in to the police, which we thought he had as one day he no longer had the bag anymore. Months go by and this man is still creeping around, but only near my aunt and uncle's apartment, cars and storage area and nowhere else. My aunt had called the police many times, and by the time they'd showed up, the man would always be gone. It's now January 1999. Here's the part I remember, as I was at my Nana's when this happened. My aunt called my grandpa in hysterics. She caught the man with his face pressed on the glass of her bedroom window, watching her while my uncle was away on a work trip. And when he realized he was caught, he tried to break open her window and get inside. My grandpa grabbed his 45 and headed out to the car, with my Nana and I following him, all the way begging him to let the cops handle it and if he was going to go anyways to leave the gun at home. Grandpa didn't do that. It took quite a few hours for my grandpa to finally return home, but when he did, this is what he told us. This man was in the apartment complex dealing drugs. My uncle stole his supply and refused to give it back or pay him for it. And we later found out it was because he was using it himself as well as selling it. So, he was planning to kidnap my aunt, among other things, to get his money. I'd like to say this is the thing that made her divorce him, but unfortunately, they stayed married for ten more years after that incident. Okay, so to start my story, at the time, I was 19 years old and working an early morning job at Safeway. I would leave the house around 5.30 every morning. It was during the winter, so I'd often wear a blanket to my car and sit in it for a while, waiting for it to warm up. One day, my mom stopped by and parked in front of this man's apartment. 
which happened to overlook where my car was parked. He got upset she wasn't in a spot, and that was the first time I ever even noticed him. He looked about 70 years old and had a gray beard, was pretty tall and white as well. Anyways, she ended up moving the car and nothing else happened that day. But I think that's the day he noticed me and my roommate. We did live alone, though I've always been borderline paranoid, so I've always stayed aware of my surroundings. Soon after our encounter, I noticed when I would go to work, I had to pass by his apartment, that his lights would suddenly be on every morning at 5.30 when I would leave. I didn't think too much of it and continued on, though I started to notice once I'd get in my car, he would be outside walking around and passed behind my car which I definitely flagged as weird. This continued for a few weeks, but soon enough, I noticed his lights would be on and his blinds would be all the way open. Very weird considering it was still dark, 5.30 a.m., and he didn't do that prior. Anyways, I stayed alert and I started waking my roommate up when I left, just in case something weird ever happened. Side note, at this time, my roommate had a car that wouldn't lock. We didn't live in the best area, so she didn't keep anything valuable in her car, just random stuff including a high school picture. One day, Someone broke into her car and didn't do anything, but left her picture on her seat facing upwards. We always found that weird and didn't know who did it. Fast forward another day. I was super paranoid at this point. I was convinced he was going to approach me or do something weird. It was a gut feeling. I was walking to my car. I had to have my back faced towards his window in order to get to my car. I was talking myself down, saying nothing's going to happen, you are safe, etc. Then my brain told me I need to turn around. So I did. He was at his window, blinds wide open staring right at me. When he noticed I turned around, he moved out of sight super fast. I got freaked out and got in my car and locked it. Then I called my roommate to tell her about it and tried to leave as fast as possible. While I was getting situated, he was walking behind my car and I was trying to stay calm. I ended up leaving, and I don't know where he went. After this encounter, I changed my shifts to afternoon due to safety, 
and me and my roommate decided to move. Never had anything happen since then. That's always creeped me out, and I wonder what would have happened had I kept working mornings or stayed at that apartment. And that, dear listeners, is the end of these true creepy encounters. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you kindly. If you are awake and listening, I hope you have enjoyed these small collections of these stories. Until next time, I'll read to you soon. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good